Welcome to Win Win, a podcast from the Department of Sport and Exercise Science at the Waterford Institute of Technology. I'm your host, Bruce Wardrop, and in each episode, I'll be chatting with someone who works behind the scenes in sport, helping people to maximise their performance potential. If my guest is winning, hopefully their clients are winning too. Today, however, is a special episode. I started this podcast during lockdown and all the episodes so far have been recorded remotely. Today, however, I am joined for the first time in the WIT radio studio by not one, but three guests, Sarah, Shane and Andrew. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for having us on. No problem, no problem. This is uh, this is interesting, new. I am a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit nervous here, so it's okay if you guys are too. But we'll start off easy. We'll do some simple introductions. Sarah, tell us who you are, what course you're on and where did you go on your placements? Uh, so I'm Sarah Dempsey, a fourth year health and exercise science student in WIT and I was extremely lucky then to do my placement with Exwell Medical. Exwell, excellent. Shane, what about you? What course are you on and where did you go on placements? Yeah, my name is Shane Malloy. Um, I'm a fourth year nutrition and exercise science student here and I did my placement at Neutritics. Neutritics, right. We'll have to dig in and find out about that. And Andrew... Where did you go on your placement and uh, what course are you on? I'm Andrew McCarthy. I'm a fourth chair sports and exercise science student and I went and did my placement in the University of Tennessee at Martin. Okay, so you went far afield. So just to recap there, we've got one student from each of our uh, exercise science courses. So Sarah is representing health, Shane is representing nutrition and Andrew is representing sports. They're the three streams that our students can specialise in as they progress through the course. So... Let's find out a little bit more about your placement, guys. Sarah, tell us your work at Exwell. What did that involve? What was a typical day like for you on placements? Um, I suppose, Bruce, it involved many different things. Like we travel to loads of different locations and we done testing, induction testing, um, top class in person and on Zooms. Um, we done your general setup and sanitising of classes and stuff as well. Um, and then one-to-one, depending on the day, with whoever patient was in, like they might need one-to-one work rather than the group setting. Um, And then general chatting and checking in with patients every so often, like throughout the class. Okay, so you've mentioned patients there a few times. Xwell is a specialist exercise programme, so maybe you might tell us a little bit more detail about what that what Xwell is. Um, yeah, so it's an established kind of rehabilitation programme for community settings. So they offer unsuper- well, sorry, supervised classes um, for many people with many different conditions. Um, and they've all kind of long-term chronic illnesses. So, Very good. And the aim, obviously, then is to try and improve or reserve, reverse the disability or the unwellness that those patients have from their medical condition through the benefits of exercise. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, quality of life is a big kind of aspect. They focus on living with it rather than a cure for it, obviously. Okay. So. Okay, that's really good. And what? so what type of populations? Were there any particular groups that you were working with? Um, a mix of everything. Like there was every condition you could probably think of under the sun, even ones I hadn't heard of in college before we went on placement. So we um, hadn't got you fully prepared. <laughs> well, mostly prepared, but yeah. Um, most like there were kind of cardiac cancer patients, um, then various musculoskeletal injuries and stuff as well and illnesses that way. So. Brilliant. So it was really varied. Yeah, yeah, definitely variety. OK, well, we might come back to that. Shane, your placement was a little bit different. Well, yeah. quite well, first of all, tell us what Nutritics is and then maybe tell us about what you did on placements. Yeah, well, Nutritics is a nutrition analysis software, a bit like my fitness pal, but it's a bit more in the sense that companies would run their businesses through Nutritics, whether it be in sport, uh, the food service or food manufacturing. So they would cater for things like um, 
nutritionists, practitioners running, managing their athletes through that database or restaurants running their their menus and their recipes through that. Uh, so Nutritics will provide a platform for them to make their recipes, uh, manage their allergens and stuff like that. Um, so they really cater for a lot of things. Yeah, it was it was funny when I when you I heard where you were on placement. I d- I had to just look it up myself. I'd heard Nutritics used, and I kind of was aware that it was a, di- a, a dietary or nutrition analysis software. Uh, but didn't realise it was an Irish company set up by uh, by two Irish brothers, um, and they they are quite a big company as well, aren't they? I didn't realise how big they actually are. Like they're available in 165 countries worldwide, and they have like stations in the UK and in Australia. Um, so they're a lot bigger than I think and their clients are like massive clients like like Liverpool Football Club Manchester City Football Club um, the HSE the NHS the South African rugby team yeah it's it's really fascinating now I know um, the story I read was that one of the brothers was studying a course and he had to do some nutrition analysis and he was really fed up with the software that they were using so he started to develop his own Excel spreadsheets and then the other brother came along he worked in computer software and kind of looked and said what are you doing that's real you're making real life difficult for yourself there and the two of them came together and now they've got this huge company and I guess yeah I, I was maybe guilty of thinking that it was just sports nutrition that it, mm. it was just for athletes and stuff like that but it was interesting to hear that the, the you know restaurants using it to get their the, the calorie count or the allergens in their rest in their recipes and then the same across education sector health sector so we might come back and dig yeah. into that in a, in, in a little minute uh, and finally Andrew you uh, you fled the, the nest altogether where did you go to so I went to uh, Martin in Tennessee it's um Pretty much just a small town in Tennessee, like two and a half hours away from Nashville, two and a half hours away from Memphis, proper kind of out of the way. Um, so I was working there as a strength and conditioning intern with all the Olympic sports. So that was all the college's sports apart from American football where they had separate staff. Um, it was pretty much busy, 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 about six, five, six days a week. Starts at, like I'd be getting up every morning at half four, not finishing till about five then in the evening. It was... Long days. Long days. Yeah, I think I said to Tyrone, you know, it's one of the less glamorous behind the scenes things. You know, you have to be up early and stay working late to cover all the, the different athletes that might come your way. So, yeah, Tennessee, uh, I had, again, do, I had to do a little bit of homework on this myself. It's one of the southern states and you were in Martin, which was one of there's five different campuses for the University of Tennessee. And Martin is one of those particular campuses. Yeah. Um, and again, I found it unusual. It, they, it, it, it's a university town but it's only about the size of Tremor in terms of population it's a yeah, pretty small town very very small it was kind of a big change considering from Cork City like I'd bump into more people nearly my own housing estate than I would <laughs> in the full town and are many of the people over there are they so is, is the it's a, what I saw it says that there's 11,500 people in the town and 6,500 students so is does that eleven and a half thousand factor in that half of them are students, or is that the students then are on top of them? Yeah, no, that's including the students. Oh man, that's yeah. so it's 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 kind of mind boggling to think that you've got such a small place with such a big university located in it. Yeah, the campus was huge in comparison to what say what I'm used to in the sense of there was a full size baseball stadium, American football stadium, softball and soccer pitch, and a 
and a full track all on campus. So the facilities you got to, to, to work in were probably pretty top notch. Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, very good. Okay, uh, so Sarah, we might come back to you then. So I know that uh, like the University of Tennessee, there was various locations. So you weren't just based here uh, in the UPMC Sports Medicine Centre in the arena. You were based in different locations around the place. Yeah, I don't um, I think it was five or six, well, five or six different places in Dublin. So I done City West um, Barter, which is kind of Bowmount Lodge. Um, I done DLR, so that's done Leary. Um, the NSC, we were up in the National Sports Campus doing testing there. And then I also done um, Balbriggan as well, as well as Kilkenny and Waterford Sites then. And I believe Kilkenny was your favourite. Yeah, yeah, I have to say Kilkenny has my heart now, I think. <laughs> and why, what, what was it about Kilkenny? Was it the people or the city or the, 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 the populations you were working with? I think it was the people in Kilkenny. Just, well, everywhere I worked, they're just a fantastic population to be working with, like, you know. Um, but it's just Kilkenny, it was just great crack up there. And like, I just clicked straight in, so... I'm disappoint some water people with <laughs> no, that. Now. Yeah, uh, very good. So, uh, in those different settings, were you were they regular um, uh, weekly things you were doing, or was it once off? Like you seem to have done a lot of travelling then, if if you were up and down yeah. uh, the road a bit. Um, Dublin mainly. I was based in City US, but you kind of sometimes you were based there from nine to one, and classes were over, and you could have to commute to um, Bartra then or the NSC. So they were kind of gla- uh, class based, and then in the NSC, like we'd be out for testing. Balbriggan I was doing induction testing Um, Barter was kind of induction testing it's kind of a nursing home kind of style so it was a lot different to the other sites I'd done The induction testing is that getting ready for people ready to to, to start on the programmes? Yeah exactly so just literally introducing them into the programme and doing like their baseline tests with them before then they start the classes And then are the classes run by someone else uh, during the duration of the programme? Yeah so depending on um, where the site is they'll come to the same place then and they'll start their classes say from if they're inducted on a Friday they'll start from Monday morning then and there's set classes times and stuff they kind of varied for all different places because different populations and bigger numbers in different places and stuff like that. Of course, yeah, yeah, very good. And tell me, what did was how did you find all that commuting? Was that something that you found difficult, yeah. or did you enjoy it because of what you were getting to do? I did enjoy, like it, it was worth my like not worth my while. But when you got up there and you seen your patients, it's just it was kind of like it was just worth it all. Like, but definitely the commuting back and forth was so tough. Like up at five in the morning, and you might get back till eight or nine that night. Do you know, so that was a definitely a difficult aspect. Anyway. Yeah, so you and Andrew have that in common, the long <laughs> days. Andrew, where, you know, who, was, who would you have been working with first in the course of a day? If you were to be up at half four, what team would you have been meeting or what athletes would you have been meeting first? It would kind of change Monday to Friday, but I think, yeah, Monday morning, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at half five first, I'd have golf and tennis would be in the gym at the same time. Okay. Um, I, th- I, I thought you were going to say swimmers would have been first in, but they're probably doing their, their pool training. We actually, we had no actual swimming team. Oh, okay, right, no. very good, right. So golf and who just tennis, tennis, tennis yeah. in early. They were the early risers. Yeah. And so, what type of stuff would you been doing with them when they came in? Um, so I was pretty much more so involved with the tennis rather than the golf. And um, one of the other strength conditioning coaches, the head strength conditioning coach, was with the golf team because that's his passport. Um, we kind of. So when I got there first, there was programming done for their first four-week block when I arrived. So it was mainly looking at kind of just strength work, strength and power work for the first four weeks until they kind of went into in-season. And then kind of once got season started, rep ranges and everything dropped down just to make sure that they were recovered in time for getting back onto the court. So we were doing a lot of like rotational work with them, keeping their T-spine nice and open so they can 
whipped himself around there in the ball. Very good. And how much supervision then do they need? Like, were you surprised? Were they particularly competent in the gym or do they need some supervision or did it vary from athlete to athlete? Um, tennis were kind of one of the older groups in the sense of there was, there's only eight on six on the team and four of them were seniors. So they're all in the cycle of going through being a student athlete for the past four years anyway. So they've been around they, the block. They were fairly competent and then they'd kind of support the two, two younger athletes on the team and keep them in the loop. And were there any other sports then that you were a bit more hands-on with or that you had to get a bit more uh, in-depth um, with? Soccer, uh, women's soccer and the men's basketball, I used to travel with them on their weekends and on game days. Okay. So, um, yeah, especially with the men's basketball team, I'll do the warm-up with them and cool down with them and extra bits here and there doing one-to-one sessions. Very good, very good. So, Shane, I'm guessing then that the two guys might have had a slightly different experience in that they were might have been a bit more hands-on and face-to-face with people. What was were you face to face with any clients or was yours a bit more behind the scenes? Yeah, no, I was completely online for my one. I originally thought I was going to be up in Dublin because that's where their office is based, but no, COVID and stuff where it was completely they worked everything online. So what was it that you were doing on a on a day to day basis? Oh, I could be doing anything. Like they ran the way they was run was like an office space. So there's a marketing team, HR team, a data team, um. So they literally gave me a taste of everything. Like so. I did things like I wrote blogs for the marketing team, nutrition blogs. I did a project for them that tested the validity of their like food, food data to make sure their data for their food composition data is like as accurate as possible. I was doing data tasks for for the data team, and I was doing like maybe meal plans and stuff for when they were doing like little presentations for like they went to UCD one day and they were like presenting the the software and examples of how to use the software and I was doing meal plans for that and stuff so and I sat in a load of calls with like clients and stuff and stuff and I also hosted them every Tuesday and Thursday hosted them webinars for new clients so I take them through the software and answer their questions and stuff like that. Okay, so yeah, so you, you mightn't have been exactly in person face to face but you certainly got plenty of contact time. Oh, I was kept well busy like from the time I started to the time I finished like so. There's definitely a lot of interaction there. <coughs> very Sorry. good. No, you're okay. Uh, very good. So what about some of the practicalities of organising your placement? How did they come about? Now, I think I know the answer to this. Shane, was, was Nutritics your first choice? No, it wasn't. I sort of kind of fell into Nutritics. Um, like Tyrone and Andrew, I was supposed to go to um, America, to Orlando, um, Orlando City Soccer Club. So that was kind of, I secured that well in advance, but then kind of COVID and visa trouble uh, kind of hurdled me towards the end so I was kind of left scrambling at the end but as a backup I wrote a letter of application to Nutritics and luckily I kind of fell into that after and I'm more than happy that I did that place. Okay well, yeah so. you say luckily you fell into it so I presume with a bit of hindsight now it didn't turn out too bad. Oh no like I definitely went into it to be honest a little bit closed minded because I was kind of a bit like upset over the whole America thing but Understandable. Um like the Nutritics is such a well-run company and stuff like that and they were very good to me and stuff and just the broad spectrum of what they cover and stuff was really interesting as well so I'm not I'm very happy I did my placement with them in the end like so. I, I've I've heard that I have heard that not just from you but from other people as well Andrew the States what's uh what how well what what drew you to the States and then how did you end up over there um it was more so kind of the fact that of how serious college sport is taking over there kind of something that I do want to 
move towards even after this after I finish my undergrad hopefully do my masters over there and move towards working in that region anyway so um made contact with a soccer coach out there he's from Belfast and he had no problem with me sending on his my CV to him he helped me an awful lot sending it out to different colleges different coaches different people that he knew out there because he's living out there the last 20 30 years now um I heard back then from my boss, Chris Killies, in University of Tennessee at Martin, and we were chatting back and forth for, oh, it must have been two or three months. We were on FaceTime to each other nearly once a week, trying to get it pushed over the line. Um, then COVID kind of got a bit more serious, lockdowns stayed hitting, and initially I had it cancelled. I wasn't going to be going because I wasn't able to, I suppose, get a visa application put through as the MC wasn't open. But then when the MC kind of actually reop- reopened, it was a, it was almost a ten day turnaround. Of I went up there, they took my passport. I didn't know if I was <laughs> if I got the yes or no. Um, passport came back, saw the stamp on it, and booked my flights. And that was on about the Thursday. I left the following Tuesday. Okay, I don't want to drag up difficult memories now, Shane. So was for you? Was it just timing that didn't work out, or uh, with the red list and stuff like that? Like the placement was originally. Uh, not cancelled so there was no flying out to America and stuff but then when we got the green light to go um, what happened with me was Andrew and Tyrone kind of had colleges they were able to help him with the visa I was more kind of isolated in a sense that I had to find an external sponsor okay. for me to get over there and I found them and it was it was going to cost me about 15 no about 1500 yeah just to have a sponsor but um, I had that I had that all secured but it came down to like um, they wanted information off the club and the club were like who are these guys we want to give them information and that something as small as that kind of that's what hurled it in the end And Okay that's interesting because I have heard like obviously I've spoken to Tyrone as well who went to the University of Minnesota Andrew you had a similar experience through the university so I'm, I'm seeing that maybe going to the States might be quite popular a choice for students going forward so Am I interpreting it right? Maybe if a student is looking to that, to look into go, going to an education setting might be a little bit more streamlined. It might be a little bit easier than going to a private team or an individual sport. 100%. They, definitely it's well easier. As, well, as far as America goes anyway. I only kind of end up on the America side of things because I was just messaging a lot of soccer clubs and stuff and they're the ones that said yes and that's how I kind of ended up that that avenue. But to go to a university, I definitely recommend it'll make your life a lot easier anyway. yeah that, that, but now we're, we've got what have we got we've got three examples and two successful going to universities and one not working out but you know it, it was difficult times to be trying to arrange a visa but for any of the students who are considering it maybe it might be worth looking to education settings and there's certainly enough out there uh, that there's plenty of choice and plenty of places that you can apply to Sarah tell us about your placement how did you end up with UPMC well I think I have a bit of a breeze now compared to the two lads here now <laughs> but um, basically I was on an exercise medicine webinar and Dr Noel McCaffrey from Exwell, the founder of it, was speaking on it. And he mentioned that most of his interns were from January to the May and he was looking for September to December. So that happened to be my exactly section. Anyone, yeah. So um, I emailed himself, but sure, he's you know so popular. Like I was like, oh, probably won't get through to him. So I emailed then just a general email and the head of operations got back to me then from there. And we set up a phone call, kind of like an interview. And then there was a good few people going for it. So an application form was put up then and we just put in the application form and I got offered then my place from there. So 
Very good. So yeah, definitely a little bit more streamlined, a little yeah. bit more straightforward than the guys. But you've kind of given me a nice segue into something else there. So you had to do a bit of an interview, you had to submit a pro- an application, which I'm sure the guys did too. But how well prepared did you think you were? Did you feel you were heading off on placement after doing the, the, the previous couple of, well, three years of, of your college? Um, I suppose you're pre- like prepared to a certain extent. Like You know you've done three years of college, you've a good bit of knowledge there and stuff. But I think when it came down to it, with my population anyway, you're working with, it kind of was daunting because like, you're working with people, patients with chronic illnesses. You're like, if this happens, you think worst case scenario, like, you know, um, so, yeah, I suppose you're prepared like to a certain extent knowledge wise, but then it's just basically applying the knowledge in a real life setting. then from there, like once you get in on it. And so, so when you started out then, um, did you have much supervision when you were getting started? Um, yeah, the first week was a lot of observation, a lot of just getting to know, like building rapport with the patients. And obviously you're a new person coming into their classes like so it's a bit difficult for them to adjust straight away. So just getting to know them, getting to know their conditions, to know if they're enjoying Exwell, how long they were there various different things like that. So that was the mostly the first week was observation and assistance, really. Can you remember your first morning? What was it like heading in? <laughs> um, the way I described it is like before competition, do you know those like but, like butterflies, those jittery nerves? Absolutely. It was like that, but like the excitement and the adrenaline to go in and start learning, like, and, do you know, being in, like, because that was my go-to setting, like, that I wanted to get into, so... It was a bit exciting then in that way. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal when you've yeah. got this opportunity that's in front of you. What about you guys? When when did the nerves, or did the nerves kick in? Was it, you know, getting on the plane, landing over in the States, or heading into that first day of work? What about you, Shane? Or no, sorry, you did, of course, you didn't go to the States. <laughs> Andrew? <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose it kind of took me about a week or so to like hit, have like a bit of a reality check of, all right, this is actually what I have to do now for the next 12 weeks. Because I was, was, I think it was my first morning, I showed up to work about 40 minutes early. Because I, I, was, I was probably a bit too eager and I wasn't actually too sure how long it was going to take me to walk from my apartment to where the gym was. It was, it was no longer than five minutes and I, in my head it had worked out as a half an hour walk. Um, so, yeah, it was probably a bit daunting now, right, the first few mornings when they're looking at me thinking, oh, who's this now? Who's the new fellow inside in the gym? And then there's... Obviously, the Irish accent, they're kind of looking at me as if as if I have two heads. They couldn't understand what I was saying at all. So Talk it, too fast or too slow? Probably too fast. <laughs> a lot too fast. So, um, yeah, I had to slow that down for a, a good bit. And what about like, uh, the same question that I gave to Sarah there? Like, in terms of supervision, was there were there people there as a bit of backup for you or were you more thrown in at the deep end? Um, so, for mainly for tennis and... Um, track and field I was kind of just thrown into the deep end happy out with that because I suppose it was either sink or swim and thankfully I was able to stay above water so then once they kind of got a bit more trust from them they gave me more and more responsibility and gave me different opportunities Very good and Shane apologies for getting that wrong there a second ago so your first morning or your first day of work was online it was you know like being back back on lockdown Mm. how did that go for you? Ah, It was grand like I didn't really know what to expect to be honest, but I was just told to be on the laptop for a certain time and I logged on and I had a quick um, Zoom meeting with the, the two girls who looked after me, Karen and Rachel, and they look after the interns and nutritics and the, the CEO also came on as well just to welcome me to the company and stuff and let me know what, what I'll be doing and stuff like that and just to find out a bit about me as well because that was the first actual interaction we had that morning, the day I was starting. So, And then straight away we jumped into, they have a team meeting every week everyone goes out uh, lays out their plan for the week and stuff and 
I was thrown into that straight away with about 50 different people and I was even called upon what's my plan for the week and I didn't I was like uh, I just got here I didn't know what to say but yeah. <laughs> I've never had to do that but I do know I have a couple of friends who work in that more corporate environment and yeah. recently my wife went into another a different job and like that they had to get up and do a review at the end of the week they had to review of all the work they had done targets they'd hit different bits and pieces and but then at the start of the next week had to give a mm, plan and I yeah. remember she was you know very very you know it found it difficult to get into that yeah. that kind of headspace to do that because you're called upon as well like they, they expect the interns to chip in and give their plan for the week so every Monday morning I was sweating there waiting, <laughs> waiting to be called upon to tell everyone what I was going to be doing for the week so yeah that's good that's no no harm a little bit of pressure there uh, to uh, to keep you on your toes mm. but it was good though it was very good excellent um so, did you feel prepared when you were heading into your placements? Is it? It's. It's. I guess yours is a kind of very different placement. Yeah. It's hard to be prepared for for something like that. No, like again, I didn't know a lot about nutritics really when I went into it. So, I thought it was going to be real nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. And even then, you kind of get a bit overwhelmed thinking, like, do I know enough? Do I not know enough? And stuff. But when it was more office kind of environment and stuff, I was like, oh my god, am I out of my depth here at all? But um, not at all. Like I really was. And even when the nutrition component of it, I did feel like I had enough knowledge to carry myself through and stuff. And you pick it up really quickly as you go along. Like I think it's just getting in there and doing it and stuff. And learn by doing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. And Andrew, I didn't ask you. Did you feel prepared when you went over? Like how I know you said you were thrown in at the deep end and you were comfortable enough to get stuck in yourself. So looking back at your exercise prescriptions, strength and conditioning modules, anything that you've done along the way, did you feel they had done the job? Yeah, no, I definitely felt like I was well prepared going over there with from being at, obviously going to your fourth year of college so three years behind me and then working in the gym at home for the past two years just more so just be about being confident on the floor more than anything just getting adapted to your surroundings be comfortable there are people like you know more than the person is that you're going to be instructing so it's just have the confidence and they'll nod their head and do what you say absolutely that bit of self-belief uh, I think like Tyrone said last week that uh, if he told the, the athletes to eat the carpet off the floor they probably would have done that for him because <laughs> they had so much faith in what he did uh, very good uh, so uh, in terms of recommending the placement so I, I, I'm getting a good vibe off all three of you guys so for any of the students who are coming up behind you um, you know is there any tips you'd give them about placement or would you recommend the placement that you went on um, yeah Bruce definitely I think like if you're looking to work with um, chronic ill patients and stuff and helping with their quality of life definitely go into Exwell um, either in the Dublin base or UPMC is fantastic as well Yeah there seems to be lots of opportunities there they're keen to get yeah. get our students involved they're well placed Yeah it's such a new area as well you see it's, you know it's just going to keep growing and growing trying to prescribe exercise rather than medication I suppose do you know, because it seems to have much of the same benefits, really. Yeah, and on that, so were these, you know, perhaps earlier in your studies, were these a, a group or population or potential clients that you had thought about? Yeah, definitely. Like, and then I've personal experience with family members with chronic illness as well. Like, so it was like if I could go in and help, you know, others and their families. Like, do you know, that's where I found it beneficial that way, and my interest came from there. Very you know? good. Rewarding. Yeah, definitely. Really, really rewarding and kind of um, shocking as well to see how much like they're so capable, like so much more capable than what you think going in. You think they'd be all frail and of course some of them are, but from there, like they're just fantastic people. Like it's a fantastic population to be working with, I have to say. Um, and so with those, is it like what Andrew said, does it come back to a confidence thing except with your, your clients this time? Do they, you know, 
they, they can overcome some of the physical limitations perhaps maybe they just need the confidence to be able to do it yeah definitely like and then like Andrew said as well you're the one with the knowledge and you know they're the ones come to you for the knowledge like so they're literally like as long as you can apply it they'll do what you say kind of thing like you know because um, they have their trust in you like to be able to help them and stuff so and how did you find that relationship building? Did it take time or did it come easy to you? Um, it kind of came easy to me. Like once you got chatting with a few, of course there was a few that were quieter than others, but most of them are just, they kind of, they're at the stage in life where they don't really care anymore. Like, so they just literally like, they're laughing, joking all the time. You know, they're just really like such a nice population to be working with. Very good. Uh, Shane, what about you? Would you recommend this placement to any of the other students that are thinking of coming up behind you? Oh, I definitely would. Like, it's definitely... It's definitely a wet and lovely place to work. Like they really do. They look after you so well in Nutritics and it's such a well run company as well. Like, you know, um the second I got there, you know, if if I needed anything, I was a message away, they'd be there to support me or whatever, like and that's what really blew me away about Nutritics is just the environment they set. They kinda adopt like an approach where if they look after their staff, the staff will look after the clients. So they, they keep everyone happy and stuff and that's the real thing I took from that. Like, it's just this is a really good place to work. So maybe now I'm kind of I'm, I'm guessing here before you headed into Nutritics and, and it's kind of that's kind of a corporate environment. It's a, it's a mm, big it company. Is, yeah. is that somewhere that you had maybe thought about working or is that was that something that you didn't think was in your sphere or in your future? Didn't, didn't even cross my mind, to be honest with you. Like I was just thinking to my course, I was like. I'm going to try get experience in sports nutrition because it's nutrition and exercise science. So I'm going to try to get sports nutrition. Um, and as well as when I was there, they knew that was my interest and stuff and they tried to tailor things, give me tasks to do with that, uh, doing stuff in the software to like kind of like improve their sports nutrition side of things and stuff. So I did a lot of that. But that corporate setting, it's still it was great to get experience there, you know, because I never experienced that kind of you know, HR team, marketing team, um customer support team and stuff like that and it was a great experience all around kind of I, I think yeah and what's important sometimes to realise as well is that throughout uh, your undergraduate degree yes you're kind of working towards a, a, a particular topic but you're developing transferable skills mm. so the skills that you guys are picking up along the way that you can be dropped into that corporate environment that mightn't necessarily be exactly where you see yourself going but because of the skills and the experience that you have, you're able to apply them in that new setting and you're able to succeed and do well there. Yeah, I think like the one thing I definitely learned from that was to keep an open mind, really. Don't kind of narrow yourself. That's the big lesson I kind of took from that. From yeah, I, you know, we often have the problem, well, not a problem, but people will say, oh, like at the end of this course, what am I, a fitness instructor or personal trainer? And yeah, that's two areas that you could go into, but there's this whole other world out there in terms of like even it's it's different populations like Sarah got yeah. to work with there. It's applying the the exercise and health stuff that you guys are learning about to older populations, to frail populations, to people who are recovering from chronic Ill- or who are, who are experiencing chronic illness, maybe people who are recovering from surgery. There's all sorts of different populations beyond that traditional kind of narrow athlete focus so it is uh, it is very very important to have an open mind it is uh, that 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 closed mindset will hold you back mm, definitely very good and uh, Andrew what about you so you know I think you uh, had a very definite plan in mind you had a direction that you were mm. heading in so to, would you recommend that if anyone else was interested in that to, to follow in your footsteps uh, yeah I couldn't recommend it enough honestly 
especially where I was, kind of the southern states, they're known for their friendliness and their southern charm. It was I met some of the nicest and friendliest people I've ever met in my life down there. They just from the first day were offering me as many opportunities as they could as they could offer me. They wanted it to be as beneficial as possible because they actually have like an internship program kind of outlined there. So there's stuff you have to do. Like I, I was even doing assignments while I was out there for the university over there. Just because that tattoo was put on the plate in front of me, it had to be done. Um, like I was given an opportunity to speak as a guest speaker at the Tennessee State Convention for Physical Education. So like that was kind of daunting, being one of the only few people at it that weren't like professors or doctors being able to speak at that because there were students at it. So I was kind of speaking to some students from other universities about the advantages of going abroad, kind of getting out of your comfort zone, being comfortable, being uncomfortable kind of way. Um, and like actually go go out and work in a sport that you're not comfortable with um, develop your coaching well get used to being around different environments different coaches see other people's views on different I suppose coaching backgrounds yeah it's it's true you do have to get uncomfortable being or get comfortable being uncomfortable I always thought when I was an undergrad that rugby, I was going to go and work in rugby and that was where I wanted to go and it's the one sport that I've never worked in I've never had enough when just no opportunities came up and opportunities in different sports came up but yeah you, you dive in maybe with a sport that you're not too familiar with I'm thinking swimming I remember couldn't wrap my head around A, the time of day that they do all their training at and B, then it's like they're speaking a different language when they're talking about their training and swimming. But you get stuck in and you immerse yourself in it and you, you learn on the go pretty quickly. Yeah. Sounds like you had to do a bit of, you know, reflection on the go as well if you had to give that presentation about your experiences. Um, how did you end up doing that presentation? Um, it was just one of the lecturers inside in the college. He's the He's the head of the Tennessee State uh, State's Board for Physical Health and Education. And it was it was mentioned to me about two or three weeks before I even got out to America of, oh, do you want to present on this? And at the time I was relatively unsure about it, thinking, what am I going to talk about? Who's going to take me seriously if I am speaking? And yeah, I kind of another two weeks later got there. We, I spoke to him in person and he kind of, put me in the right direction of what to talk about and kind of made me feel comfortable about look people are going to listen to you like they're going to take you seriously so just talk about your experience and see where you get from that yeah yeah you have a valuable contribution to make uh, very good right we're getting towards the end guys I want to ask you a few more kind of more general questions Sarah what's your favourite memory from placements uh, my favourite memory has to be of course well up in Kilkenny um, I got a great opportunity at Christmas to do um, they loved I kind of started a dance aerobic section with him on their circuit throughout the semester or I was there and uh, I got to do a big class so I had 40 I think patients in the class and me at the top doing this big dance aerobic section with them for their class for Christmas like their kind of Christmas party so definitely I think that kind of stood out to me and I had YMCA the song on at one stage and just two of the participants and patients came up and sure they were up at the top doing it with me and everything like so it was just a fantastic memory. like. Lovely, yeah, you got that one to stick with you. Yeah, there's loads of little different ones, of course, like so rewarding in general. I'm sure, I'm sure. I was talking to another student who was, uh, who, uh, Kira Kelly, and she was saying the same thing, like just interact, little interactions with one or two clients that stood out and stood, st stuck with her are the things that you really take home and, and yeah. remember. 
yeah, exactly. Even down to um, meeting the new instructors and learning their ways. Like, you know, um, instructor in Kilkenny, Elaine, she gave me a hand and advised me to do my BACPR. And so I'm in the process of that at the minute and stuff. So it's great to kind of get insight into the area as well from them as well as obviously working with the patients. Like, So that's an extra professional qualification that you're taking on Yeah, now. so it's a cardiac rehabilitation phase four course. Very good. And would you have thought about that without this placement? Um, yeah, I was thinking about doing it after when I finished my semester this year. But um, Elaine advised me when you're in study mode to just go up and get it done. Like, do you know? Yeah, good advice. Get the head down and get it done. Yeah, exactly. Very good. What about you, Shane? Is there anything that particular that stood out to you on your placements? Yeah, probably not a whole lot to do with the work of it. But they had like a, a Christmas party up oh. in Dublin and it was more like a reporting of how the company is doing as well. So they rented out a hotel in Dublin put me up for two nights but they had um, in one of the function halls big thing done uh, they even videoed it for people on Zoom and stuff how the company is doing everyone got up and explained how how everyone's progressing are they meeting targets and stuff like that and then they had someone in to perform a song or something as well and um, but after then you got to meet everyone then as well so I actually got to meet everyone I was working with face to face face to face for the first time it was a bit daunting because I've only seen him over a computer screen. And there's a lot of people I hadn't, had not met either. But, like, you get to meet people and then they get to get, get a bit of idea of their background and how they got into this. And people are able to, you know, point you in directions, like, you know, you could do this. Or people have connections here and there. So even I got to pick the CEO's um, brain for a while as well, like, and he was giving me advice and stuff. And so... Those connections are invaluable, that little bit of um, networking. And, you know, obviously you had built a relationship with them, but, but sealing that relationship by meeting the per person mm. in, in person face to face will, will stand to you, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, I was delighted to actually meet them all in, in the end. Yeah, Ireland is definitely a small enough place that it is important. Those, you know, the, the stuff you're doing now when you're on placement, that can be beneficial to you when you come back after graduation. And someone goes, oh, yeah, I remember Shane. He did a good job for me uh, doing something over here. So, yeah, I'd recommend him for you. And that's definitely how Ireland works. <laughs> yeah, and anyway. Andrew, I, I'm guessing, you know, even though you were in a much, much bigger uh, country and a much, much bigger facility, there were a lot of relationships that are probably going to stand to you as well that you had built up on your placements. Yeah, please God, I can. I'm still like I'm still in contact with everyone. Really, I was still work. I was working with over there, so hopefully now I can meet them again at some stage. Is the plan to pursue that now after you graduate from WIT to go back over towards the states? Yeah, I was only kind of sending out my application letters now in the last two weeks to a few different universities over there and see what can come of that. Very good. And what about you? I asked the other guys. So, if, what have you? Uh, what stands out to you from your placements? Is there any one? Um, I saw a picture of you celebrating with the basketball team. Yeah, probably travelling with the basketball, the men's basketball team. All right, because sure, out out in the court, warm them up, and there's literally for one or two games, there was thousands of people. Like there was, I think we went up to the yeah, we went up to University of Tennessee, the like flagship college, and played against them. And sure, they're top twenty in the in the country for uh, men's basketball, and there was like fifteen, sixteen thousand at the game. So it's at a whole different level. Yeah, completely different considering there was more people in the stadium than there was in the town where I was living. Yeah, yeah, that can and that can really fuel you as well. I remember being to, you know, working at a few competitions and even just that hour, couple of hours when you're in that environment, it can give you so much motivation to, to, to stick with things when you, you harness that energy from yeah. the performances. And even like traveling with the teams then, sure, I was able to meet with... University of Tennessee strength and head strength and coach. When I was when I was travelling with the women's soccer, I met uh, Simo there at Southeast Missouri's University. I met their head of strength and conditioning and just kind of chatted to him. 
see he was asking what I was doing, saw that I was an intern and gave me bits of advice here and there. Yeah, so and again, now if you reach out to those people looking for some work postgraduate or some experience postgraduate, it's not just, hi, I'm Andrew from Ireland. It's like, hey, do you remember me? We met. You've got that personal connection, which is going to really, really be valuable to you. Guys, it's been fascinating talking to you. I I, I have to say I'm jealous. There was no placement like that on the course, on any of the courses that I did. And the three of you seem to have got uh, really fabulous placement experiences. You've all spoken very fondly about it. And if I had my time again, I think I would definitely seek out any one of the ones that you had done and, and try to experience it myself. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today. I wish you guys all the best for the future. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks Chris. Well, I am relieved that that went well. My first in-person podcast is under my belt. It really was interesting to hear from the three students there, each representing a different stream on our common entry exercise science course and demonstrating the diversity of placement opportunities available. Sarah from our health stream was able to become an exercise professional, applying her skills to an atypical group of participants. Shane experienced a corporate environment, applying his nutrition knowledge in a tech company. And Andrew travelled to the US to pursue his passion for sport. Each of them seems to have gained valuable experience while on placement and they've all returned to WIT a little wiser and certainly more confident than before they left. I really do wish them all the best as they head towards graduation. Okay, that's it for today. If you've made it this far, you might do one more thing and share the episode. It's a great way for us to spread the word and build our audience. As always, if you'd like to get in touch, you can catch me on Instagram at B underscore Wardrop. I welcome any feedback or suggestions you might have for the show. Okay, thanks for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode.